Hey everyone, Josh and Ryan here, and welcome back to the 2% Podcast. Research shows if you put 100 random people in a room, somewhere amongst them, there'll be just two truly incredible, inspirational people who are living their lives to the fullest. In this podcast, we bring those exact people to you, week in, week out. 2% of a day is just half an hour, so thank you for taking 2% of your day to be educated and inspired by joining us on our journey as we learn the secrets, routines and dreams of the two percenters. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today we're going through part two, so the second part of Christina Akintoye's episode um, and I'll sit down with her. So this is more growth focused. We've got the word association game. We pull lots of stuff about her job as well as the steps that she's had to take uh, to leave that. So we have a uh, an interesting conversation around employment and how you can follow your passions. And, and we spoke about Honey Skincare, her social enterprise in the last episode as well. So keep listening if that sounds interesting and um, leave us a comment on our socials. And yeah, enjoy the episode. Cool. So now I think we're going to move on to the kind of interlude for the show. So the word association game. Um, and we were chatting about this beforehand. It's uh, it's always exciting to see how the guests react to, to what's going to come up. So we're going to go through 10 words. And what, what you do, Christina, is just give your, your immediate reaction. Josh and I will write them down and then we'll pick up the kind of interesting ones that, that we think. Yeah, yeah sure. Cool. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So first word, uh, lifestyle. Wellness. Metal. What? <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Disaster. Water. Lessons. Growth. Weather. Growth. <laughs> Control. Freak. <laughs> Reading. Growth. <laughs> Scary. Comfort zone. Faith. Jesus. <laughs> Travel. Education. Cool. Josh, do you want to go first on, on picking up on any of them? Yeah, I'm going to go for the triple whammy of growth. Triple whammy, yeah. <laughs> Less, was it, if I heard correctly, it was lessons, weather, and what was the other one for growth? Reading. Reading. Reading, yeah. yeah. I just I just love growth. Yeah. I, it, it took me very, it took me a long time to actually just accept that there's growth in everything. And when I realized that I started to podcast about it (laughs) and that's the name of my podcast Mm. yeah growing and flourishing it's a little plug right there but yeah yeah, there's growth and when I said uh what's the first one lesson I think everything you learn in life you can never fail they're just lessons and you grow from it you know if you start a business and it fails in quote it goes into liquidation you're in debt or whatever those are just lessons and they teach you so much because for example for someone there's two people there's two men or two women or whoever two people that have started a business they're both the same age and their business has been going on for 10 years the one that failed first and had and then now has built a business for 10 years i guarantee you probably have a stronger business than the other one because he's gone through or she's gone through something that has taught them a lesson and that's what growth is whereas that other person can be making a business for 10 years on the outside looks like it's doing well and then it's like thomas cook yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden yeah, it just it just, just gets bust, completely yeah. buzzed and people didn't know people mm. had no idea because they never failed so they never understood what it what takes to avoid that same situation again. 
you know yeah. so that that second person that failed first then has now built a business for 10 years they can probably now start another business because they know and they've put things into place that you know this this was a lesson let me avoid and do the opposite of that so they've put things into place within the process yeah we talk about failure a lot on the podcast and the kind of relationship with failure and whether that's relationships business no matter yeah. what context it's in it's so important that yes you do that kind of positive reframing but also you mm. do that kind of soul searching of yes. actually that's okay yes and when you get to that level of when you can accept that and move on from it yeah. and you move out from that kind of because you feel so low when you're at that kind of yeah. point you like you failed at whatever yeah. you're trying to do yeah. especially if it's a business you put your heart and soul into it or whatever it is mm. It is really, really hard to grasp that yeah. there is that light at the end. There is going to be a future or, or whatever Definitely. kind of talk that you need at that point. Yeah. But yeah, that because that that was the question I was going to sort of throw to the floor is does, yeah. does it take a certain type of person to see these knockbacks and failures as growth? Because it could go the other way and they sort of send a person into decline and sort of self doubt and that sort of thing. Definitely. And I think I used to be that second person. Yeah. Self-doubt is such a huge thing. And uh, you don't even know that people are dealing with it, even if they're the most confident person. Yeah. You don't know yeah. that they're actually dealing with self-doubt. And so you have to become that person. I believe everybody has the ability to become that person, to look at the brighter side of life in, in however cliche that sounds and say, you know what, that wasn't that was an L. Mm. But the L doesn't mean loss. The L yeah. means lesson. Yes. And, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of people are like, oh, lots of L's this year. But no, they're all lessons. You you now know what it doesn't take to be something or to do something. And I think that's the way that people need to see it. You now know what it doesn't take. Yeah. Therefore, you know what it takes or you're closer to know what it takes because you can fail or, you know, have a lesson multiple times until you understand what works. And that's why you have to go through those things, I believe, in life. It's, it's, it's fate, is a part of life, to go through these things and understand, you know what, that wasn't an, a yeah. loss. And I think that's it, isn't it? Like, your mindset is ever-changing throughout your whole life. Yeah. And your relationship with things like failure and, and fear, they're going to change as, as you go and as you grow. But at the end of the day... You don't, you're not born with some crazy failure accepting mindset where you're exactly. just tackling life, you're hitting it. You've got to take that out before you get back up from it. Exactly. Like if you're, There is no sort of linear path to, to anything. So no. I think you only find that out by experiencing it, you know. So, But yeah, and you, so you also said growth for reading and weather. Yeah. So reading, I'm guessing you read a lot, but weather, yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> reading, obviously, self-explanatory, like the more you read, the yeah. bigger your the bigger your mindset and the more you learn the more you can yeah. apply to your life full yeah. stop if you want to read about how to be someone if you want to know about how to be someone read about their life or read about what they've done or read about what it takes to be this person that you want to be not someone else but yeah. obviously the elements and of that. i guess as a master student you have to read oh yeah <laughs> oh gosh so much reading man yeah. oh don't remind me <laughs> but yeah reading's great if you don't like to read, I would definitely say listen to audiobooks. Mm. That is such a ma massive cheat. Yeah. And you read quicker, I believe, when you listen. Yeah. And then I also love listening to podcasts. I believe that's a way of reading because yeah. you're learning you always about listen life. listening on like 1.5 times as well. Exactly, you know? yeah. But weather. 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 Where's that? Yeah, because when I think of the weather, I think of rain. Yeah. And I think about how people 
have this negative view of rain, especially in the UK, like, oh, it's raining again, yeah, it's grey. Yeah, yeah. But for people like farmers, rain is good because yeah. it waters their crops, you know. Mm. And so for me, rain is great because when I first started my blog years ago, I wrote a blog post called Rain on Keep Raining on My Parade. Okay. And it was basically like, you know, the saying like, oh, you're raining on my parade, like you're destroying how I think about something, you're be, you're bringing negative vibes yeah, like to something shade, that's yeah. good. Yeah, you know, you're throwing shade or whatever. But people rain in your parade should actually make you stronger and rain should make you stronger as a person as well. If something rains on your, your project or your business, that should make you stronger because you know when you go out side on a natural day when it's raining you know you need an umbrella to cover you and so when it comes to businesses and something starts raining down if you haven't got that protection it it, it affects your business so it's growth for you to understand that i need a sort of umbrella over my business for my business to be protected so it's such a it's such an abstract way of thinking of things but that's how i think i think in sort of parables if you get what i mean that is that i mean that's way beyond what I would think about when I think about <laughs> rain, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was chucking it down on the way here, actually, um, yeah. from home, getting on the train, I was just like, oh, it's been raining again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's it. You do have to try and see that because you're not going to change the rain all of a sudden. You can't, like, you exactly. You just push through that. And, yeah. And like you say, it doesn't have to be a negative perception. Some of that, I, I do think, is something that we just socially reinforce all the time. Because Definitely. every especially especially like you say in Britain, everyone just goes around saying small talk of it's raining again. Yeah, the weather be seen the weather outside. Yeah. You still live here so you clearly are okay with it. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just something about a lot and we use, but yeah. if we not some people to some people like I said, farmers, it's a great thing. Yeah. So yeah, it it depends on your perspective in life. And yeah. once you understand that you can have a different perspective about something you hate, yeah. that's when you grow. Wow. Yeah. I used I used to work with a guy that he loved the rain and whenever it rained he'd go for a walk because he likes just the peace of knowing that no one yeah. else would be out walking. Oh wow, that's that is wow. great. That is goals. <laughs> <laughs> so next one. So I'm going to pick up on how does your religion inform your perspective? Yeah. You said faith. Faith. We had um, Jesus as the result of faith. Yeah. How does that inform your perspective and how how you carry yourself day to day? Faith means a lot to me. And to me, Christianity is not necessarily a religion because a religion is something that you believe and then you kind of, you know, there's a doctrine like you must or you must do this you must live your life this way whereas I see Christianity as faith something I really truly believe in and ground myself in and believe that you know I am I am who I've been created to be so for me like my faith means so much to me because I I genuinely believe that you know God created this earth when he created this earth he thought about each and every one of us and who we were supposed to become Mm. and so our personalities and what we like fits perfectly with our purpose. And that's why I genuinely believe that I have this personality and I have this sort of mindset because for many years I used to try and contain myself and just think that, oh, no, I'm not, you know, and I think sometimes culture has an effect. Sometimes in society women are supposed to act a certain way. They're supposed to be quite calm and have this demeanour, but I'm the complete opposite. (laughs) I'm like the most hyperactive 
I think God made me small on purpose because yeah. if I was tall, I'd just be annoyance to everyone. <laughs> so I'm literally like a human definition of a chihuahua, like just yeah, yeah. very tiny, very hyperactive, but I've been made that way for a purpose. Yeah. And I've been made that way because it draws attention and makes, mm. I think it makes people curious about yeah. why you like this. So yeah, I was blessed enough to grow up in a household that it, it you know that believes in the Christian faith and it wasn't until I got older where I, d- I developed my faith and developed my understanding of the whole basis of Christianity and I am who I am because of Christianity mm. and how much I love to spread love that is the basis of yeah. Christianity like just spread love love your neighbor as yourself and love everybody else around you and obviously love God yeah. so that's that's where it all comes from when it comes to like faith yeah. in Jesus I always find it so fascinating to talk to somebody who has a faith yeah. that you're so deeply involved with because I don't so I don't yeah. I, I don't know what I would cl- clarify myself as probably a kind of atheist agnostic so yeah. I, I would say that I don't know if we will ever know or can know yeah. and I also kind of simultaneously would say that I believe that there isn't yeah so that's kind of the two beliefs that I mm. hold but to pick up on what you said it kind of it sounds to me as though that faith has over time given you permission to be yourself basically and I love that <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of would say that I've almost gone the other way with lack of faith mm. in a way it's so so interesting because everything you said there about culture and household and the importance of things like that I'm like yeah, yeah I agree with that That's yeah yeah well, I don't have Jesus in my life yeah that I would say that a lot of those things that you just said I'm like yeah I agree with that yeah yeah um and so I always find it interesting because that is often the case mm. whenever I talk to somebody who or about faith not that it happens particularly often yeah. because I would say that I do have faith, just in completely different things, yeah. like not in a religious way. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that you also make that contrast between religion and faith, or that kind of exactly um, difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think people kind of feel like if you are a particular religion, you have to act in a certain way, or do you have to be a certain way, which is true. But you are transformed by what you believe. So mm. I shouldn't have to tell people that I'm a Christian. I think people will understand there's something a bit different about me because I relentlessly and without a shadow of a doubt will always show love to people and they're just wondering why is she so nice like I know I definitely had it in my in my last job like people must have been thinking why is she so nice we're not even that great (laughs) sorry if anyone listens to my old office but some people too for the matter is weren't that nice to me yes I made sure that I made the effort to just be loving because I think through the Christian faith I've understood that nobody's perfect even myself yeah and I will never make myself put myself above anyone so let me just spread love either way because whether we live or die and whatever anyone finds out after life we will know that we lived a good life because we actually just decided to spread love yeah no it's such a powerful message and so I think what we do is we use that to transition out of the word association game and <laughs> talk to you about that about your recent job so yeah oh um, gosh this is no we can, we, can, um, we can put sweden into this little bit as well mm-hmm. so christina and i have just come back from a trip to sweden with the loughborough enterprise network and yeah so you left that job what was it two days the day, the day before, before the day before the day before, the day before that trip and so that was for the startup festival in malmo in sweden and so just talk a bit about because we've had a few conversations that I want to try and piece together yeah. um, around kind of how that job affected you, how you were going through that, and kind of how 
Sweden then sort of acted as a catalyst to kind of bring me back, center me again, you know, centered. It's so strange because I feel like people don't like to talk about this because it's such a taboo, but yeah, I'd like to start 100%. with saying that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So the background story was I had my six month, you know, review or yeah, probation, probation period. Yeah, yeah. And it the decision was made that the the job that I was working in didn't play to my strengths. Yeah. So I had to tell myself over a period of a week or two, it doesn't mean that I I'm not good at anything. It just means that I'm not good at this job. So in the end, you know, my work did give me notice and say, you know, yeah. you know, we love you and we want to continue to have you in the office. Like you're an amazing person and you're going to go far, but we believe we're holding you back by actually making you work this job. And yeah. this job is not for you, yeah. but that does not mean, and that's okay. Yeah. And, you know, although I did cry, let me not lie. And I did get a bit upset. It took me like a week to tell my mind that no, this does not mean that you're not good at anything, Christina. It just means that you're not good at this. So I took it as a sign that it's time for me to move on. And the way things played out was that I knew that I needed to take leave anyways because we were going to Sweden. Yeah. And so my job just said, you know what, why don't you why don't you have your last day, the day before you go to Sweden, and then you know what, just take the rest of just have a gardening leave, which is basically like take time off and we'll pay you for it. Yeah. And I said, okay, why not? <laughs> so yeah. literally it was such a lovely week because it was my last day on, on Wednesday, which, you know, people at the office were lovely and gave me presents and oh, praised me. Yeah, it was yeah. so lovely. And then got home, hadn't packed <laughs> and our flight was the next morning. So I got home packed and it was just all this excitement. I didn't believe I was going to Sweden, yeah, yeah. you know, for free. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I got on the plane, which was nice. We saw everyone and we got down. And I think our group was just amazing. We just clicked. Yeah. And then the next day was the festival. And I just felt in my heart, my spirit, my soul, everything, that I was supposed to be here. Yeah. And that was the first time I felt that way in over eight months because obviously I'd been in my job for like yeah, seven yeah. to eight months yeah. so yeah I started to feel like my body belonged not just in Malmo but just with those people that, that were there yeah. and at that time and immediately I just accepted that that corporate world is not for me and that's okay it doesn't mean I'm a failure it doesn't mean that you know, I, I can't do anything. It just means that it's not for me. It's not for my personality. It's not for my purpose. Yeah. And we had a session on purpose, the breathing. We did, we did. Yeah, actually, which, yeah, yeah. which was great because she actually made us think about our obituary. Yeah. And I thought that was so powerful. Like, what would you want people to write on the stone when you die? Christina yeah. was a compassionate, loving person yeah. who brought out the best in people. And that's when I realised, okay, you know what? That's my purpose. And that's not going to work yeah. in the corporate world because that's not what the corporate world is made for. So, yeah, yeah that was that's the story behind it. Yeah. So, <laughs> to, to, maybe to try and do a bit of an interactive element, pause this podcast in two minutes after I've explained this. So take a bit of paper and take five minutes to write down what it is you would like to have written on your gravestone, on your headstone, yeah. as your epitaph, I think it's called, or, or, or obituary. Obituary, like, yeah. I think, is what other people write. Oh, is it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, not sure, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. And sort of take time to reflect, because when you actually were thinking about that, yeah. or when we were thinking about that, it's quite profound, isn't it? You so sort of think, profound. wow, I've not really thought about this before. Yeah. Because you think about your legacy, you think about how you've impacted the people around you, you think about 
all these different things and you have to summarize it in like two sentences yeah and yeah it, it was very very strange and interesting experience and so we would going through that with the group of what like 15 20 of us going yeah. through that together and obviously we weren't sharing it but it was you could just look across the room and see that thoughts were being had patterns and people yeah. were thinking in a way that they weren't usually thinking yeah and that's what was really powerful for me about yeah. that it was so great because it just really made you think about no one's going to write on your stone that Christina was a girl that got a thousand likes on the photo one yeah, time on Instagram. It changes what you care about. Yeah, it? it really does. And it makes you think, okay, you know what? What I'm supposed to be doing needs to be in line with this. If this is what I want people to say, and not that you will control what people think and say about you because you never will. But if this is in line with what I want people to say, then it's going to be the very foundation of who I am. So going forward, every job I apply to or every business I start needs to have an element of this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, purpose is so important. Yeah, no, no, it is definitely. And that was a really, really amazing kind of week and event. So would it be fair to say that you're coming out of that experience with a kind of renewed sense of energy and, and purpose as well? Yeah. So what, what are your kind of plans looking forward now so how how are you gonna work so so you're full-time on on your business now, now you? yeah yeah so yeah. now what does that kind of landscape look, look look like for you now yeah so it's gonna be a, me really immersing myself in that whole social corporate responsibility actually trying to go to the communities and connect with the women and it's also trying to for me to try to find people in Nigeria so I'm going to Nigeria to actually help with the shipping so obviously our business won't be 100% sustainable because we will be shipping our products Mm. to the UK we want to look for some people that will be able to help with that and get it shipped over effectively so it's just really actually looking basically at the operations of the business and working on that so we can get more investment in Mm. and we can actually build up the company to be better take more people on maybe even open a little tiny factory of our own oh that's amazing yeah Yeah, so maybe in the next year or so that will be the case but just really understanding what the needs of our business is and the operations of our business the needs of our producers Mm. basically people that produce the raw materials and the needs of our customers great yeah Christina, is it fair to say, because you, you've spoken a lot about your ambitions and the sustainable development cause and stuff, is Honey's just a, a stepping stone to your, your bigger vision for what you've got planned for you? Oh my gosh, yeah, Josh has got it spot on, it is. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts of what I want to do in the future and Honey Skincare is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really is just a stepping stone. I'd love to be able to go around the world and just inspire people and speak to people and do other things for like climate change and energy and all of that sort of stuff and and just really impact lives so yeah honey skincare is a stepping stone because i'm passionate about helping people that have gone through the same experience of me in terms of eczema i'm really passionate about cosmetic i love skincare but I'm also passionate about building experiences for people to look back and say whoa she said something which really touched my heart and I'm gonna go home and make myself a better person just so I can also impact the world it's not just about me but it's about me make triggering something inside of people to say you know what she spoke to me today and I feel really different 
And now I actually understand how much of a boss I am and yeah, I'm going to yeah. go and boss the whole world. Yeah. And that's what I want for people to come out and say, oh, you spoke to me for two seconds. You might not even remember you said this and now I'm doing this. And yeah. they're even doing better than what I am doing because that's my goal. My yeah. goal is not to be the best. My goal is to make people see the best in themselves. And then even if they become greater than me, they make more money than me, they have more businesses than me, that's perfectly fine. Because I needed you to understand who you were and what you had in the inside of you. And that's what that's all that counts to me, if you get what I mean. So yeah, I just I just really want people to understand that they have a lot within them. Too many of us are living mediocre lives. Yeah. And we shouldn't be. You know, there was a moment in one of the sustainability panels in Malmo and it kind of just collated so many, it was the summary of so many different thoughts and on that exact line, yeah. it was just one question. It was, why do people settle? Yeah. Why do people settle for things that they don't enjoy, for things like that kind of thing where you see people do a job that they don't enjoy and yeah. not take a step to... Yeah. To, to make change to or make change. see something that they disagree with that's a social issue but then don't contribute to any causes or don't take any steps themselves yeah or even help somebody who can then help that yeah happen you know yeah so no that's fire i love that oh thank um, you <laughs> okay so we're now going to move on to the uh, public questions which is where we <laughs> get some questions from a reddit self-improvement forum and we yeah. just throw them to you and we can discuss as a group what we think so yeah yeah you mentioned mediocrity just a few moments ago, and I yeah. it was really good because I have a question on it. <laughs> so someone said, <laughs> someone said, a user called Curtain Hanger said, "I feel depressingly mediocre," and they get they then go on to say they watched this documentary on Netflix recently about Bill Gates, and they saw everything he was achieving, and he was reading fourteen, fifteen books a week, and then after watching that, they felt worthless in themselves. So. What's your immediate thoughts on that? They really shouldn't feel worth, worthless because the more you compare yourself to other people, the more worthless you will feel. And Bill Gates maybe can read 13 to 14 books in a week, but I definitely can't. I don't even think I can read one book in a week unless it has 10 pages. <laughs> um, so I think you need to understand what your strength is. You are not Bill Gates. You are, what's that person's name? <laughs> Yeah, their username is called Curtain Hanger. <laughs> yeah, so Curtain you are you are the person with the username called Curtain Hanger. You're not Bill Gates. Yeah, and so you will only feel mediocre if maybe you understand that there is something inside of you locked up that wants to get out, and you need to let that thing be free and fly. And so, allowing making that thing be free and fly, the only way you can do that is to forget about the lives and opinions of the people and just understand that this is my strength and I'm going to work at it. So you, the first things first, I would say, don't compare yourself to other people. Work, identify and work on your strength and allow that strength to be unleashed. Amazing. I, w I would just add to that what has been really useful for me recently is that not so much the perspective on don't compare because for me, that's never going to go away. I'm all, and I think that's probably the same for most people. Yeah, like you're always yeah. going to have that initial thought of comparison. comparison yeah. It's probably subconscious. You can't really control that. And so your aim is to not stop the comparison. It's to change your reaction to it. So when you look at Bill Gates on that Netflix documentary, go, that's Bill Gates. He's one of the fucking richest people on the planet probably to have ever lived. Mm. And 
he is a multi-billionaire so doesn't have to worry about money mm. so he can spend time doing whatever he wants for the rest of his life he could literally read 24 7 non-stop yeah and of course he's going to read more than you because you have a nine-to-five job yeah curtain hanger you know so <laughs> It's a, it's about personal perspective yeah. and, and adding your context and kind of checking yourself when you do that and and kind of not succumbing to whatever thought it is like and that's why meditation and things like that are super useful so, for me. Yeah, it might not be useful for you, but what I get from that is a, a different response to my thoughts than what I used to have. Yeah, so I now have a different ability to say I'm going to let that thought go or I'm going to let it pass, or it's going to change, because that's not me, it's just that thought and that kind of separation of self from, from thoughts. That's what's yeah. been useful for me. Meditation is super useful. It's just great to just yeah. collect your thoughts and just be in this world of your own and just think about your own life mm. and just think about, just be present, basically. Yeah. And so when you are present, you don't think about what other people are doing. Yeah. And you think about, okay, this is me. This is Curtin Hanger. My strengths are this. Yeah. And no, exactly. that's it. And exactly. So, like, when you think about that in terms of strengths and weaknesses, the, the reason people say to focus on your strengths is because that is your strength. Yeah. Your weakness. If you spend all your time focusing on your weaknesses and you fix them a little bit and a little bit, you might do okay for a bit, but then, you know, curtain hanger's strength is is my weakness, so yeah. he's always going to be better, better at that thing than me, naturally. and that's fine. Yeah, because we all have those different things that are our strengths and weaknesses for each of us, and that is unique to us, and that will never change. Yeah. And if you haven't think that you found that quite yet, then that's fine. You keep going through that journey to find that. So potentially, also, what potentially what he's doing is comparing one of his weaknesses to one of Bill Gates' strengths, and that's giving him that feeling of mediocrity. Yeah, of course. And it's about what you measure against, right? So in terms of his ability to manifest wealth, of course, Bill Gates is better than you and you are mediocre compared to him. So am I. So is 99.3% of the planet. Mm. Like, it's it's just about acknowledging that context, I think. Cool. Love that. Okay, second question is, what can I do to not give up when I feel dumb? So this is about starting new things and then being hard at start and then losing the motivation essentially and did you say when you feel done or dumb dumb is the word in they've used oh no don't feel dumb everybody's intelligent to an extent <laughs> no everyone's intelligent full stop that was a joke but <laughs> what can you do to not give up oh i mentioned this earlier on in this podcast that when you start something you need to understand or you need to recognise what your intentions are before you start it. And I think something like money, something like power is not enough to start something because eventually you will want more and more. Whereas if you're starting something to make an impact in the sense that you're starting something for a cause that is bigger than you, then you will constantly grow in that and you will give up and you will live your life knowing that okay you know what I'm living for a cause that's bigger than myself therefore I cannot stop I can pivot if things don't work and I can change my direction if things don't work but I'm not going to completely stop because if the foundation of your intention of starting something is to you know one of the sustainable development goals is for access to clean water you're going to keep going even if the world that you've built 
is not working, you'll pivot and change the design a bit. So I think it's all about what are your intentions? Understand your why, as we like to say a lot in entrepreneurship and startup world. What is your why? Let your why be bigger than your feelings, your emotions, your, your whatever you're doing. When your why is that huge, then you won't give up. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you you need to know when to give up as well. Like if yeah. if you're if you started a business and like you said earlier, like if you're ten years in and it's not profitable, you're not working, or you're just eating money or, or whatever issue it is, it's like well, you need to drop that and move on. You need to cut your losses and change mm-hmm. or pivot or move. And also on the money point, having money as a as a factor is not the issue. Everyone needs that. Everyone does have that to an extent. Mm-hmm. Of course, the society we live in that is how things work, but that point is always misconstrued a bit because it's not money is not the point money is not where we're going money is worthless whatever it's about well it's money and what else Mm. if money is just the sole reason fine but you know you do you yeah some people money is the sole reason it works a bit yeah no it's fine but but i feel like you could look back on your life thinking yeah, yeah and you could look back on your life thinking Apart from the money, what did I gain? Yeah. Because you're not going to be buried with the money that you make. No. Yeah. <laughs> the money will just go to someone else. No, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Just um, there's another little point that I would add as well. Something, yeah, if, yeah. if you're starting anything new, a great way to do it is to, like, track, write down your progress and track it. So, for mm. example, yeah. if you go to the gym and then you're trying to lift weights and you're comparing to all the massive guys next to you, you'll, feel, you'll still feel terrible or, or dumb or whatever. Whereas if you're sort of writing down, right, I lifted a little bit more than I did last week. Do you know what I mean? It's a simple analogy, but I think tracking progress can help people persevere a bit more. Yeah, it's right. Like you've got to compare against yourself, not the person next to you. Like if you're lifting more than you were yesterday or last week or, or you're putting in the same amount of effort and you're happy with that, then that's brilliant. Don't then look at the guy who's been going to the gym every day for two years and think, so, oh, why am I not like him? It's like, yeah, duh. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, go on. <laughs> no, no, no. Go on. Yeah, I was saying move on. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, great. So now we're going to move on to the last little section. Yeah. So as we mentioned before, at the end of this, you will ask your question to the next guest, and we yeah. don't know who that's going to be. So have a think about that. Yeah. But in the meantime, we have a question from our last guest, which was Harry Beard. So from last season, Harry is a Gen Z entrepreneur he's a he's a marketing an expert around all things gen gen z and his question is you have to replace your mobile phone okay. what do you replace it with what in life in general so you can never use your phone ever again what do you replace it with Ooh, that's such a random question yeah, no it is and that's it's probably a tablet because it can do the same thing <laughs> okay no i'd probably replace it with like a kindle or something when i first bought my kindle the amount of times that i spent on the phone really decreased i just literally was just addicted to my kindle i those were the years where i the year where i've read all the books that i needed Mm. and i I still need books but i read books like think and grow rich yeah. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, yeah, yeah. The Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, you know, yeah, yeah. The, 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 those books, you know. Yeah. And that year was a great year for me because I just learned so much. So, yeah, probably something that can hold multiple books because I have my Kindle on my phone too. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm carrying a tiny bag like this, yeah. I can always have a book with me. Yeah. And probably 
Kindle because it will actually have the Bible on it as well. So wherever I go, you know, just to whenever I'm feeling down or whether I need a word or something like that, I can just flick to the Bible easily. It's a great question because the the point of it is not you're never going to be connected ever again. So what do you value? Is it the people on the other end of the phone? Is it the books? Is it the, you know, what? function of your mobile phone do you value the, the most, most yeah. you that's reading yeah definitely i think it is my kindle my bible definitely when i think about it all i'd be it'd be so fantastic like, to not have a phone yeah. and not have instagram oh yeah. great life would be fantastic i'll so get ready just, quicker in the morning nah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that question now actually yeah thank you harry i hope you uh, are happy with that so now What's your question, Christina? So you've got an opportunity. What is on your mind? You've got the floor. What's the question that you most want the answer to right now? I would say, what's a way that you can be spreading love that you're not doing right now? Oh, that's nice. It could be to be giving, giving to homeless people. It could be anything. But what's a way that you can be spreading love that you're not doing right now? And I hope that it makes the next person think about ways that they can start spreading love that's amazing and that's such a good way to sum up everything we've spoken about sum up you as a person is spreading love yeah basically hippie (laughs) (laughs) a black british nigerian hippie yeah Yeah. well i hope that you've had a really enjoyable time it's been amazing yeah thank you so much for listening as always everybody you can find our socials and things as as always in, in the usual places take care thanks so much thank you thanks christina thanks Brian. see you thanks Josh. see you later bye well that's it for another episode of the two percent podcast thanks so much for tuning in we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording if you or someone you know has a story to tell we'd love to hear from you so please get in touch and if you have a question you want answering send it in to us using anchor voice messages and you can feature in a future episode All the links are in the description. Stay motivated, follow your dreams, and as always, do it with a smile.